Hi there, you're listening to the Venture Builder Map podcast. My name is Andries De Vos. I'm the co-founder of Slash, a Singapore-based venture builder. Every week I come together with brilliant minds to talk about how venture building is changing the way startups are incubated and corporate innovation is evolving. I learned entrepreneurship the hard way. We want to make a more entrepreneurial model that in some ways is, is definitely systematizing entrepreneurship. There is room for another type of entrepreneurship that utilizes the assets that are currently available in big companies or research institutions. I believe really strongly that anyone can be an entrepreneur. My guest today is Marco Oksanen, the CEO of Helsinki-based corporate venture builder, CoVentures. CoVentures is building game-changing ventures with corporations by combining corporate assets and know-how with the venture building skills of serial entrepreneurs. Marco's experience ranges from co-building one of the most successful growth entrepreneurship movements in Finland to senior product manager roles in high growth ventures. In this episode, we will discuss how to productize venture building as a service, how to nurture and measure the entrepreneurial skills of founders and the mental health risks that come as entrepreneurship gets professionalized as an occupation. Marco, I want to start our discussion with a topic I was thinking a lot about recently. Do you think entrepreneurship can be taught or do you need to be born with certain aptitudes? What if it would be like that it couldn't be taught? That would mean that we only would have like certain type of entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, and, and that is like a fact that we know that that's not true. Like obviously there there's some stereotypes that are the most vocal and most kind of extroverted entrepreneurs. They are the ones we hear most about because, well, they are very vocal and so on. There's a lot of research about the psychological traits of entrepreneurs. And the findings of that research is that they have found like a really minor traits that are above others. And that is probably a bias of how you get to be an entrepreneur. I believe really strongly that anyone can be an entrepreneur and it's more about opportunity and what you do that kind of creates, do you learn the skill set or not? Entrepreneurship is a skill set just as any other skill set, which can be learned. And some of the best universities in the world, like Stanford, has been teaching it for, for quite a while and very successfully. In the science world, it's already pretty much like proven that entrepreneurship can be taught and anyone become an entrepreneur. A few people actually understand what entrepreneurship is. Like most people think about, okay, that's founding companies, but what if we would think about that as a skill set? Few people who actually understand what type of skill set is, it is and how to define it and so on. I had like background in entrepreneurship already. I had founded my own company. I had worked in a startup and still like when I started researching this topic in my thesis i really like banged my head to a wall for three months before i actually like understood that hey entrepreneurship is a skill set even though like all this like research from the economic faculty or or from like other kind of uh, other faculties they they like to define it as something completely else but in the end especially if you're studying how to learn and how to teach it it has to be defined as a skill set As we democratize a startup way and more people become entrepreneurs, some of them may not have the natural grit or resilience to be one, which could lead to serious mental health risks. How can the ecosystem better support entrepreneurs with their mental health? I learned entrepreneurship the hard way. 
um, I got like after sailing some ventures, I got like really down. And I think not all personalities could maybe handle this yeah. sort of adversity. But I think that's part of the problem. I had to like really find the career path kind of the hard way. I didn't know about, for example, product management when I started my first venture. And uh, sometimes I envy the people who now like kind of like graduate where we have yeah. like actually a really good entrepreneurship education in Helsinki. And they learn about like a lot of stuff I had no idea about. And, and they have much, much better uh, opportunities of becoming successful. Even if the venture would fail, if they just have the, have the merits of being a senior product manager or a head of product, they can get investment this easily. And when they get investment, they can probably like, like cover their own payroll so they can pay themselves like a decent salary. And they're not really kind of like having to even take the path I did of like working without a salary for a year. I think that is a much more smarter approach. I think there is like, some people who have gone the same tracks as I did and, and then they have become successful at, at some point, which I haven't. Some people there, they like to think back and think about that, okay, this is a requirement. Everyone has to go this. Everyone has to kind of like do all this like hard thing. But I, I'm of a different opinion. I don't believe that. And I think that is a big problem that people are forced to learn it the hard way. We can create much more value in a psychologically more safe environment, much more personalities that would not be kind of like willing to take the hard way can still become great entrepreneurs the more easy way. We still have this myth of this super entrepreneur and people don't understand that entrepreneurship is a skill set and it can be learned and it can be learned in, 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 in roles that are employee roles. At Cool Ventures, you're all about partnering with fellow entrepreneurs. How do you measure entrepreneur skills? Have you defined some kind of Cool Ventures framework of entrepreneurial skills? You know, like a periodic table of skills? We're really in the beginning of systematizing skill sets. We have been creating a market on top of the skill set. So, so we have been trying to find problems that corporates or startups have and then defined like systematic solutions on how to help there. Many startups, as you probably know, they have a, some type of vision and they have some type of reality, but the whole kind of like product vision or product strategy on, on having like a clear vision and a clear roadmap on how to get there, that pitch deck is, is really messy and we have been helped there. So we have been helped them like get their kind of like strategy in order on, on how to actually get where they want to go. And that obviously helps in uh, if they're raising funding or if they're doing sales to having a clear narrative there is a, is a good thing. We just published this what do we do section on our website as well. And then there is this dimension of like, uh, of, of, of what type of person or what type of team do we need to do these projects? What are the skills that's required? And, and that is where we are still like failing in the beginning. There's a lot of things to uncover there. The concept of effectuation and how kind of like well you are versed in this effectual thinking is one, one approach. And then there's a lot of this like cautious thinking attributes that is more like traditional kind of consulting and so on. Those are the two different kind of spheres where finding people who are really good in, in both the entrepreneurial skill set, saying effectuation and the, the traditional consulting 
causation thing, that, that's hard to find. And I think some projects require more of this creative entrepreneurial thinking and some require less. Having this portfolio of different types of projects and then hiring people who can do these projects is like the start of building up the, the IP of our, our, our company. And then when we start moving people inside our company to do more and more entrepreneurial projects and we see what are the barriers there, that's when we start to really learn on, on how, how much we can stretch their, their skill set and is there some inherent personality things that play a role or not. Let's talk about the venture builder as a service model. What does it look like? And can venture building really become something like contract manufacturing? Well, I think like everything, like my context is obviously um, uh, highlighted by my background and where all this idea has started from. And and I started from, from like entrepreneurship research, actually. So I, I did like my thesis about like how to how to teach and learn entrepreneurship. That got me in thinking about the question that like why couldn't this be systematized? And mm-hmm. I think the problem is like really similar as in in poker. You could definitely easily like automate and systematize everything related to limit hold'em and limit poker. But when it came came to kind of like no limit hold'em. It was really hard and, and actually the smartest computers in the world has only now have started to systematize and, and actually craft theories on how like computers could play in no limit hold'em and, and the best professionals have only now have started written books about or like let's say like 10 years ago started writing books about how no limit hold'em could be cracked and what are elements there that that creates a winning player and and the big similarity there in entrepreneurship is that how you handle risk in no limit hold'em you obviously have like a lot of unknowns and risks and you need to take pretty advanced theories on risk management and you have to like uh, juggle portfolios of um, uh, of 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 risk and, and 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 you need to take this information to guide your actions and you can't be sure if this action will be a successful action but but you can only be sure that in the long run that will kind of like cause uh, right things and with entrepreneurship it's uh, in some ways i think it's a similar field and as you said in the beginning about where we are and, and how there is no like one silver bullet or one one uh, model that is winning i see it in the same way that it's definitely a market that is like definitely forming in some ways if you look at for example bcg digital ventures they they seem to have like cracked one model that kind of works in a really limited context of of super big companies which have very high budgets and they have room to experiment and and actually throw in a lot of money there and you hire the best people and you have this like kind of just this assembly line approach what we believe is that we want to make a more entrepreneurial model that in some ways is is definitely systematizing entrepreneurship and definitely it will not be a model which will cause like 100 percent of ventures to succeed but we do believe that that there is room for another type of entrepreneurship that utilizes the assets that are currently available in let's say big companies or research institutions and there's like a lot of assets there 
that can't be really utilized with traditional entrepreneurship where just one entrepreneur with super limited resources, um, they, they can never disrupt a lot of markets which just require a lot more assets. And this is where we see potential and not only potential for successful business, but also potential for, for like really solving the world's biggest problems and impact entrepreneurship because many of those problems are such that they just can't be solved with a super niche approach that is basically almost, almost required when, when you do, do it the traditional entrepreneurship way. What kind of entrepreneurs thrive in venture-built companies and in a venture-builder-as-a-service model? Are those entrepreneurs similar to the ones that venture out on their own, or is it a different type of talent? Our long-term vision and a focus is definitely solve big, impactful problems together with the assets of corporate. So that's where we see potential, and our long-term focus is to get there and work together in, in creating new type of ventures, new type of companies that aren't really companies that could be created by sole entrepreneurs. But then again, our more short-term focus and, and what is like basically guiding us more right now is actually the, the supply side. So, so how we build our team and so on. We believe that, well, none of our entrepreneurs in, in residence right now are like Elon Musk's or are, are like super qualified entrepreneurs with like billions from exits and so on so we don't believe that we can actually maybe even attract this type of superstars to work with us from the beginning but what what is interesting is that if entrepreneurship skill set is just a skill set then basically there is no reason why we couldn't work together and create a team of entrepreneurs and share information with each other that could become really really powerful so so together we could be as good as some of the best entrepreneurs in the world building this skill set and then creating a market for it and finding out how to utilize that in consulting projects in the beginning maybe but then also like taking bigger and bigger steps in actually building ventures so that is the more short-term or mid-term focus but then definitely in all our projects we consider the impact aspect as, as well and, and we're willing to to work harder to win those projects. But, but we do think that the supply side needs to be built first. We need to be yeah. maybe like 10 or 20 people company with like, with many good entrepreneurs and product managers who have the requiring, the required talent before we can actually like start to build really big things. What is your ideal team configuration and skill mix for co-ventures as a company and your project? Well, the ideal configuration from my point of view would be that we would be mostly entrepreneurs. So mostly people who have built companies before and who know the craft of how to build digital products in a smart way. So people with background in product management and in entrepreneurship and then then in terms of like will we be a platform for entrepreneurship basically enabling independent entrepreneurs to create value or will we actually hire those people and so they will be like employees that doesn't really matter 
that much for us. So we believe that we can actually also work in a platform way where we are more loose company and not necessarily um, have those people as uh, as employees, but but have them as um, entrepreneurs working together with us as long as we create like a coherent culture. How do you incentivize the venture builders inside your team? To be honest, like some parts of the model are still open. And I think like that is on my to-do list to do for the end of the year to, to get to the next step of the model on how to incentivize. But, but there is a lot of things we can work with. Like one is obviously that when we build ventures together, then obviously the people building the ventures can be, uh, equity incentivized from the, from the venture. Then again, there's this question of like, obviously we can share the equity pool of our own company as well, but what does it matter is still a little bit of a question mark because that depends on what kind of company we will become. Will we become this platform or, or this employee pool? But then there is like a lot of uh, non-equity related things that we can offer that are of value, which we have identified already. And that is that if you think yourself as being a sole entrepreneur or product manager with like background and skill set, and, and you, you think that maybe you don't want to start a startup right now, then we offer a, a lot of things. So we have our, you know, our brand, we have our peer support network, we have built like this advisory network. Uh, we have uh, delivery partners, so where we don't actually employ any any developers or designers per se. We have uh, built like partnerships where we can definitely uh, get the best talent whenever required. So you get like a lot of benefits right out out of the gate. You can sell bigger problem, bigger projects, get more money. Obviously, we'll all we'll also need to make a cut from that, but overall the equation looks pretty pretty good it's pretty easy to craft a win-win situation there but actually one of the biggest things why many entrepreneurs have decided to work with us is the community we also like want to recruit people be it like contractors or or employees who actually believe in the vision and mission we have so they want to actually solve big problems they want to be part of the 20 people entrepreneur group that actually becomes more powerful than sole entrepreneurs in together uh, so that, so we get synergy and and maybe in in 10 years we can actually be like as good as the most kind of um, skillful uh, sole entrepreneurs out there thank you for listening if you found this discussion valuable and don't want to miss any future episodes go to apple podcasts spotify search for the vp map podcast and subscribe